Okay, so are you an outliner, but you have a hard time outlining all the parts of your story or knowing exactly what to plan and what to pants? Now, if you are one who are pantser, don't turn me off because this episode is for you as well. Are you a pantser or a discovery author, if you'd prefer, and the only way you can get your story written is to pants it a little at a time and you wish you could figure it out faster and maybe not do much do so much rewriting. If either of those things describe you at all, then this is the episode for you. I'm going to talk about some of the things that can help to get your story written more quickly, more efficiently, and so that you're not having to stop all the time to plan the next part or uh, realize that there's missing aspects of your story or just take a really long time in general to get your first draft down, okay? So if any of those things interest you, stay tuned. That's what we're going to talk about today. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. All right, so if you have followed me for any period of time, you have probably heard what I have to say about pantsing versus outlining, that they are exactly the same thing. If you haven't followed me for very long, you might be thinking, okay, what are you talking about? They are so not the same thing. (laughs) What I mean when I say that is that when it comes to the processes that your brain is following, they actually are the same thing, okay? So it's just about creative discovery of your story. And really what you're doing in order to call the muse to you is relaxing your brain and letting the ideas flow. And the only difference between outliners and pantsers is that outliners know how to do that, know how to relax their brain and do an outline. And that's how they do their creative discovery is by thinking about it and doing the outline before they start writing. Whereas pantsers or discovery writers, they have a hard time relaxing their brain unless they're actually typing on the keyboard. Therefore, they feel like the story flows through their fingers. But really, that's not the case at all. It is the motion of their fingers that helps their their brain relax and then the story starts to come. But the point is, in both cases, the processes that are happening in the brain are exactly the same, okay? Now, I said in the last episode a few days ago that I was going to talk a little bit more about my program today that I've been putting together. It's not quite ready yet, but it'll be ready in the next month or so. Um, Given what I just said about pantsing versus outlining and the way to call the muse, this is important for you to understand, is to relax your brain and 
honestly, that's what you're going to be doing across the board, no matter what your process is, no matter what type of writer you are, no matter what genre you're writing, in order for it to come, that's what you have to do. Okay, so when you get stuck, when you sit down to try and write and you just can't make the ideas come or you can't make the plot points connect, it's because you're stressing out your brain and trying to force it. Okay, that's why a lot of times we solve these problems, you know, when we're not actually trying to, when we're not trying to write, when we're out for a walk or doing the dishes or in the shower, okay, because we've relaxed our brain and then it's like suddenly everything's connecting and all the ideas are coming. Okay, so you've got to remember that. It's the relaxing of your brain that actually calls the muse to you. And that's why it's kind of not the smartest thing to say, I'm just going to wait for the muse to show up. If you can learn to relax your brain on command, you can call the muse to you anytime. You really can turn it off and on. Okay, and that's really important if you want to be a career writer and write a lot of books. So all of this is why I think I've kind of come up with the perfect method. It's something that I have been oh, honing and experimenting with and trying out in a lot of different ways and having you know different students run through it and everything for several years now. But to me, I, I think it's the perfect method that serves both outliners and discovery writers and in both cases will help them write their stories faster and with more confidence than ever before. It helps outliners know what to outline, what to research, so that by the time they start writing, they never get stuck and they never have to stop and do a ton more planning and research. On the flip side, it helps pantsers or discovery writers use the same process of discovery that they always have, okay, but to do it in a much quicker and more focused way so that they aren't spending months or years writing their manuscript, only to have to go back and completely rewrite it so that by the time they figure out where the story's going, it's more focused and cohesive instead of meandering all over the place. See, here's the thing. Whether you are an outliner or a discovery writer, whether you sit down to create an outline or just let the story flow through your fingertips like we talked about, just sitting down and trying to come up with something, you know, just pick something out of the air, it's really not the best way to write a book that will become a bestseller. Similarly, if you have, maybe you're someone who has some of the events of your story already figured out and you're trying to connect them, you know, either just the uh, small scene is in between the big events, or maybe you've got the beginning and ending, but it's that uh, saggy middle that you're trying to fill out. Um, what you're trying to do when you're just sitting down and, and trying to pick things out of the air is you're trying to force the events to connect in some way. And just coming up with random events to try, try to force them to mesh together, just not super effective. And the chances of that book being a runaway bestseller are extremely slim. I would say slim to none. Okay. So... Last episode, which is episode 182, I talked about the best way to be productive during your writing sessions, right? And I gave the example of going to an amusement park with a hundred different things to do and how planning out an itinerary and sticking to it is the best way to make sure you get everything done that you want to rather than just jumping willy-nilly between things and hoping that you get around to everything you want in the time that you have allotted, right? Guys, when it comes to writing especially, I think when it comes to most things, honestly, but especially writing, hope <laughs> is not the best strategy. Hope is a great thing inside a story. It's a great thing for your characters. It's a great thing for your themes. It's a great theme thing for your plots, but hoping you'll get your writing done generally does not get your writing done, okay? Hoping you'll come up with the perfect ending generally does not help you come up with the perfect ending, okay? You need to be intentional about it. You need to plan, you need to process, you need to practice. It's Hope is just not much of a strategy when it comes to writing fiction, okay? So back to that analogy about the amusement park. 
and having an itinerary and sticking to it because that's the best way to make sure you will get everything done in the allotted time. Well, the same is going to be true here when it comes to getting your book written in general. Okay, but we're going to go a little bit deeper than that. Okay, what if I told you that there are particular techniques you can use to ensure that your story is planned or discovered in record time so that when you sit down, you're just off to the races and you only have to worry about getting the words written. In other words, you don't have to keep stopping to figure out what happens next or realizing you have a missing element and having to stop and do research and, and figure that out. Okay, it would be really great if you could skip that and just sit down and get the words written, right? Now, I'm not going to say that you'll never ever going to need to stop and plan something new out for your story. Of course, it's going to happen from time to time because as you go along writing, you might get inspiration for something that you didn't plan for during your outline. And guys, that is perfectly okay. I mean, more power to you. If you figure out something that's better, that serves your story and your characters better, then that's great. You should stop and figure out how to fit it into your manuscript. But the process that I'm going to give you inside this program, it will show you even how to deal with that so that it's very timely. So it's not like, oh, I figured out something I want to do. Okay, it's going to take me a year to rewrite this manuscript with this new idea put in. Okay, no, it'll just be something that you can put in relatively easily, no matter how big it is, no matter how much of the story it changed, you will be able to just sort of insert it pretty easily and figure out exactly what to do, where to put it, what chapters it goes in, and how to do it in a relatively short amount of time so that you're still you know maximizing your productivity and and writing really effectively for the time that you have okay that's the kind of thing that i'm going to be teaching you now i do know that there are some of you out there that prefer the pantsing method in other words you don't really want to be tied to an outline and that's perfectly fine you can tailor this technique to your process and however you prefer to write your story okay no matter what you do whether you're mostly pantser or mostly outliner it will still save you time rewriting and wasted words and I don't think that anybody wants to waste time, do tons of extra unnecessary rewrites or throw away tens of thousands of words. Okay, most of us that kind of fills us with horror, but some of us do it because that's just the only way we know how to write. But what if we could eliminate that and get your book written more effectively and more quickly? Now, like I said in the last episode, um, quick is obviously subjective. Quickly, for some per people, could be getting your book written in a month. For others, it could be getting written, written in six months, and that's fine. Just wherever you're at, however long it takes you to write your manuscript right now, I can pretty much guarantee that using this method will cut it down by a third, a half, if not more, just depending on what your process is and how much you tighten things up, okay? So this is the new program that I'm currently putting together. You might be wondering, is there any evidence that this actually works? Because this, to some people, especially newbie writers who are taking a year or more to write their books, probably sounds a little too good to be true. And I understand. I mean, I've been writing for more than 10 years and it's taking me that long to put this together. But this is a way to shortcut so you don't have to take 10 years. You can just learn my techniques and then you'll be able to write a lot faster on your earlier books than I was on my earlier books, right? As for if there's any evidence, yes, there actually is a lot, and I can go into that more in the coming weeks. I've taught students a few different iterations of this, um, like I said, as I've been honing it and getting feedback and figuring out what works best, and they've had amazing results. Most of them say it changes the way they think about story, and it completely changes the way that they go about writing their books. I mean, just gives them 
total mind-blown epiphanies when it comes to how to write their story, what to include, and all the things, all the many, many aspects there are of writing fiction. So for today, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you the basic concepts that you need to make this technique work. If you use these techniques, you'll be able to write your stories quickly, easily, and with confidence that your story is good and will be well-received by readers. I know we all have the times when we doubt our writing. We're doubting whether it's good enough. We're doubting whether it will be well-received. I mean, does that seem cool to me only, or will readers think that's cool too? You know, things like that. Um, But if you really have a firm grasp of story and you really know how to get the words down in a way that is, again, just very efficient and that you can practice. I have techniques for editing so that you know that it sounds you know, like a professional writer, not like an amateur writer, and that readers will connect with it. It changes the whole game because you, you suddenly have confidence that what you write will be well received, okay? And that just, that alone can make your, your writing faster and more efficient because you're not doubting yourself. You're not putting on the brakes, right? <laughs> so, And that's what we all want, right? So the three basic things that you will need to make this technique work are, number one, a deep understanding of story. Like what story is, why and when human beings connect with it, how to see story from like a bird's eye view so that you have a really expert grasp of it rather than being lost in the weeds of it. Um, This is something that I actually talk about on the podcast a lot. So if you've been listening to a lot of my podcast episodes, you're actually probably more well-versed in this than most authors are. But even so, I'll be going into a lot deeper dive of it and a lot more detail inside the program, okay? Most of us think we understand what story is, and we do in a very (laughs) high school level sort of way, and I, I really don't mean that to be demeaning at all. I mean, that's how most people understand story. We know that we need characters. We know we need plot. We know we need setting. That's what we learn that story is, and then we follow templates like the hero's journey or the virgin's promise, and those are things that I've taught my students before too, and I think that they have a lot of value. But they're all very, very surface, okay? If you think about the research that has been done on story in the last 50 years, if you think about like diagrams of story, they're always about the plot. They're always about maybe the three or four act structure. And and again, those things are very valuable. Those are important to understand. But very rarely do you see any kind of deep study that goes over the undercurrents or the deeper aspects of story, okay? the internal rather than the external. Things like the heroine's journey or the virgin's promise start to touch on them, but even so, you just don't see a whole lot about those things. Very few people talk about the internal, and the internal is actually the foundation of your story, and if you don't understand what story is on the most foundational and functional level, you're gonna have a really hard time getting your story done efficiently, and you're gonna have a really hard time writing something that could potentially be a bestseller because it connects so well with readers. So a deep understanding of story is absolutely key to making these techniques work, okay? The second thing that you're gonna need is learning creative discovery using structured journal prompts. Now, I'm sure that sounds like a whole lot of just hoopla, like what the heck does that mean, right? Um, Basically, it means that in the program, I will teach you how to relax your brain and call the muse at will. That's the first thing. Um, I talked about the muse earlier and how you always have to relax your brain in order to get it to come to you anytime. And I will show you how to do that. There are specific techniques you can practice. It does not take very long to learn. Okay, but then you're also going to discover your story, you know, whether you're doing it outline 
style or you would rather pants it through what are called structured journal prompts. Um, these are very specific to what I teach in the program and they help you hash out the most important elements of your story, okay? Your characters, your backstory, your internal arcs, your external arcs, your plot, um, your world building even, and how the world building connects with everything else. I mean, there's a lot of nuance that most people do not teach and most authors do not think about at all when they're writing their story, but I teach you not only what those things are, but how to figure them out for your unique story, okay? And that's a lot of what the, this program is. So that's the second thing you need. The third thing I've talked about um, a few episodes ago, and that is meditation, right? Meditation is part setting intentions and part prayer, if you will. It's also using your subconscious mind to help figure out your story, okay? So you can use meditation for a lot of things, and I'm sure most of you have heard what other people use meditation for. They use it to um, create a life they want. They use it to create wealth. They use it to create uh, the perfect relationship for them, uh, to get their dream job, things like that, okay? It's, it's setting intentions, prayer, and then it's really very much pure creationism, and that's why I've kind of fallen in love with it. I love meditation. But when it comes to using it specifically for fiction writing, we are going to use it to help figure out your story. I mean, that's the obvious thing, right? I promise you, if you are using your subconscious mind to figure out your story, it will come much easier. You will have way more inspirations and epiphanies. Your subconscious mind is about a thousand times stronger and more resourceful than your conscious mind, okay? Now, I've talked before about how readers absorb story. You know, of course, they're reading it with their eyes, but they absorb it using their subconscious mind. In fact, a great way to get through to readers is by giving them stories that are full of emotions. Um, Studies have shown that people who read fiction are much more compassionate, much more resourceful, often much more intelligent than people who don't read fiction. And, you know, people could say, oh, it's because, you know, of course, when you read more, that develops your brain and it's just reading the words. Well, that's part of it, of course, but it's more than that. It has to do with... um, genuinely feeling the emotions of the characters in the story and that makes them more compassionate and when they see someone who's like one of those super smart characters that are super resourceful like i don't know like macgyver or whatever then they become resourceful i've always said that when you have these dystopian stories where 90 percent of the population dies i mean of course if there was a major virus or a major weather incident or whatever the case may be a lot of people would die but because we read these stories i think far more would would survive than what these stories would have us believe because we read these and we figure out in our head what we would do in that situation and and a lot of us would be able to do it right so it genuinely um is a way to reach readers and help to change them in a positive way because we're appealing to their subconscious mind we're appealing to their emotions right so If that's the way that readers absorb story, then it only makes sense that that is the way that we should write our stories too, using our subconscious minds. And we're gonna do that through meditation, through a lot of different kinds. Um, I will teach several different techniques in the program and you can use them all or you can use just the ones that appeal to you and you know that would obviously just be very personal and up to you. So uh, to recap, we have three main things that you need in order to really get a good grasp of story and be able to write 
many books quickly and efficiently and maybe even make a career out of it, right? Because if we want to make money on our fiction and we want to live off our royalties, we need to build a backlist first. Our backlist is going to be the foundation of our business, right? So here's what you need. You need a deep understanding of story. Uh, to learn how to use creative dis discovery to figure out your story via structured journal prompts. That's number two. And number three, use your subconscious mind to help figure out your story through meditation. Okay? So, um, if this is something you're interested in hearing more about, uh, the, pro the program is not quite put together yet, but it will be soon. I'm probably going to do some sort of workshop um, in order to give you a better taste of what's inside of it. But if you are interested in learning more once it's ready, you can go over to bit.ly forward slash fiction by design and you can join the waitlist there. Uh, there's no obligation on your part by joining the waitlist. You're just telling me that you would like to hear more once it's ready to go, and I will send you that information once I have it. Um, so yeah, that's about it for today. Maybe today, just for this week, think about what I've said. Think about how you could maybe um, incorporate this into your understanding of story or into your process. Do you feel like you understand story very well, like you have a really good grasp of it? If not, maybe you can go buy some books on craft and, and it will help you to kind of up level your fiction writing. Um, do you know how to use your subconscious brain to help with your story? Maybe you're into meditation, but you've never thought to use it for your fiction writing. Maybe try that out, do some experimenting, see what you come up with. Um, it can be actually really, really fun. And it, you'd probably be surprised at the things that come out of it in a good way. All right, so that's what I have for today. Uh, stay tuned for more about this program as it gets closer to releasing. And beyond that, I will see you guys back here, same time, same place next week. Have a wonderful week of writing, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.